0: He had an excellent spirit, which he maintained throughout his life. His courage was extraordinary as well. His influence on those around him was also outstanding. But as notable as these characteristics of Daniel's life were, the one quality that overshadows them, and the one that was undoubtedly the cause of all the rest, was Daniel's prayer life. The results of Daniel's prayer life are seen in every chapter of the book of Daniel. Daniel's prayer life gave him courage and direction in chapter 1. Daniel's prayer life saved his own life and the lives of all of his colleagues in chapter 2. Daniel's prayer life resulted in his closest friends having the courage to stand for the Lord and being delivered from the fiery furnace in chapter 3. Daniel's prayer life brought about the conversion of Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 4. Daniel's prayer life enabled Daniel to declare the ruin of the Babylonian empire on the eve of their defeat in chapter 5. Daniel's prayer life gave Daniel the faith to stand for the Lord in a new empire in chapter 6. And in chapters 7-12, through Daniel's prayer life empowered him to deliver some of the most amazing prophecies in the entire Bible. In Daniel chapter 6, we're given a glimpse into Daniel's prayer closet. Every morning, Daniel would go to a room in his house, a room that faced Jerusalem, and he would open the windows. Every day he remembered Solomon's request to the Lord, If thy people sin against thee, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry them away captives unto the land of the enemy, far or near. Yet if they shall bethink themselves in the land whither they were carried captives, and repent, and make supplication unto thee in the land of them that carried them captives, saying, We have sinned, and have done perversely, and have committed wickedness. And so return unto thee with all their heart, and with all their soul, in the land of their enemies, which led them away captive, and pray unto thee toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, the city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou their prayer and their supplication in heaven thy dwelling place, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people that have sinned against thee. Daniel remembered those words, and he went to that room that faced Jerusalem. He opened the windows. He knelt down before the Lord in prayer for his homeland and for his people. He did that every morning, then again every day at noon, and a third time in the evening, day after day, year after year, three times a day. In the new Medo-Persian empire, Daniel was given a very prominent position. This made his fellow government officials envious, to the point that they determined to find a way to have him removed from office. They couldn't find any weakness or fault in Daniel, for which they could bring an accusation against him to the king. So they conspired to convince the king to pass a law outlawing prayer. Anyone who broke that law would be thrown into a den of lions. Though the king was very fond of Daniel, These men succeeded at tricking him into signing the law that would mean certain death for him. Details of the new law were released to the public. Word began to spread throughout the city. One person after another sought Daniel out and said, Daniel, did you hear? What are you going to do? You can still pray, Daniel. Just don't be so public about it. Your God will still hear you. Everybody knew when Daniel's next time of prayer would be. And all the people were talking about was, will he open his windows and kneel in prayer like always? Does he really believe in his God that much? Daniel's prayer time arrived. Everything in town came to a standstill as all eyes were on the window of Daniel's prayer chamber. Sure enough, just as they had seen three times a day, every day for as long as anyone could remember, they watched as the left shutter of Daniel's window swung open followed by the right shutter. They watched as Daniel fell to his knees and prayed to Jehovah God. Immediately, Daniel's enemies ran to the king with their accusing reports. Daniel was arrested, found guilty, and thrown in with the lions. But miraculously, those hungry lions, which should have devoured Daniel's body before it ever hit the floor of the den, instead allowed Daniel to peacefully spend the night with them, unharmed. The next morning, the king did something that surely must have seemed alarming to everyone watching. He called into the darkness of the lion's den to see if Daniel was still alive. O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lion's? And even more alarming than the king's question was the sound of Daniel's voice giving him an answer. O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lions' mouths that they have not hurt me. Daniel's consistent, devoted prayer life had caused him to prevail once again. Christian, God waits for you to meet Him at the place of prayer today. Stay the Course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.